Blog Talk Radio. Check out What's up, Pete? Happy holidays! Vegas fans in the house. Fan, 
and I have the I've got the whole you know the whole dish package. I mean every friggin' channel. I probably watch two, but you know if it wasn't for Dish Man, I would be on Netflix. That really is a hell of a value for like eight bucks. I got hooked on a couple shows, uh, Breaking Bad, um, which is awesome. Uh, Supernatural, which I never thought I'd watch, but when I was in the hospital. After the cancer, I know some of you saw the picture of my leg. I almost lost my leg. I had cellulitis, which is something I thought that, like, overweight woman, women got, you know, for, like, their arms or some shit. I didn't, you know, they said cellulitis. I said, man, you better, you know, give me a new doctor. I don't know what you're doing. But it, it, it had spread so far up that I almost lost my leg on that. So I spent seven or eight miserable fucking days in the hospital where they had IVs in both arms. And, of course, you got these nurses that are busting blood vessels and it, it was not a fun time and 18 lousy channels of cable and shitty food anybody's been there knows and i got kind of into this show called supernatural about these two brothers that hunt monsters in these little you know little towns all across america so i watched i literally watched like all eight seasons on netflix man it shows you i got too much time on my hand um what else restaurants up for sale the proverbial ball and chain. Um, still doing my thing with the YouTube videos and stuff. And one of the things I wanted to get into is I really want to get the show back to the quality it used to be. I mean, like last year, last week, God bless her, Rachel Rofe, we did that show in four minutes. I can't do a show in, you know, four minutes preparation time. But thank you, Rachel. I love you for doing that. Uh, I did a good show with J-Mo. I did a good show with Marshall Wayne. We, we had technical problems there. I, I just got to get back to doing, you know, the show the way I do the show, which is just Vinny doing his thing. And um, I'm going to have uh, Marshall Wayne back on talking about uh, some some pretty cool shit involving Iraqi currency. And we'll do some other stuff. But, you know, I, one of the things I, I really, really hit me, is this whole internet marketing thing? I'm starting to think it's bullshit. I, I just, I, I mean, you know, I put out like three or four products. They've all done well. I do my best, but I'm starting to just, you know, I, I, I want to ask everybody out there this question: Who, who, do you really want to be an internet marketer, or is the question you ask yourself really, do I just want a little money for some financial freedom? You know. Because I really think there's a difference. I think people are looking at, like, uh, Internet marketing equates to, okay, I can be at home, equates to I can, you know, I don't have to go to work, 9 to 5, bang, you know, clock. And, and I totally get all that. But the failure rate and seeing, you know, I went over the Warrior Farm last night. And I haven't been over there in a while. And it's it's a place, it's a world where I started. I mean, I love the Warrior Farm. When it, I mean, I, I, I can't. If it wasn't for Alan Says, I wouldn't even be doing the show, probably. Um, but it's it's a world I don't recognize anymore. It's a world with mods that are so drunk with power, they're not qualified to uh, moderate their own posts, much less mine. And I'm going to tell you why I know this is true. I've been a member of the Warrior Forum for almost seven glorious years, and I literally had more posts deleted in one four-hour period that I did in the entire seven years combined. Now, you tell me something isn't rotten in an eight in Denmark. It's over on the Warrior Farm. It's really sad to me. Um, it's, it, it used to be a family over there. I mean, you used to know everybody. People kind of help each other. Now, I, there was a guy on there criticizing me who had 8,988 posts 
Guess how long he's been a member? Eight months. Eight fucking months. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you think he's made any money? I would venture to say no. Why? Because if you can find the time to write 8,966 posts or whatever it was in 11 months, you're a serial fucking forum writer. And I couldn't, I mean, half these people I don't even recognize. It's a dime sale mentality. Everything's dime sale. You know, and I don't begrudge anybody. Hey, some of these guys are killing it over there. But it's just not me. And I and I started, you know, getting back into this thing in my head where I where I sat back and I said, where have you always made your money, Vinny? And it's always been, you know, buying, you know, buying, you know, in this arbitrage world where you buy in one world at a low price something that has a high perceived abstract value and then selling it in another world, another market price, and the spread, the difference of price is your profit. And I've done that through barter and everything else. I'm just going to throw, because it's a 30-minute show, I'm just going to throw a few things out there I want everybody to, to think of. Um, I, I did a show, like I said, on Cash for Gold. I brought this up several times. I exposed Cash for Gold long before anybody else did. I mean, we're going back a couple of years. I mean, I, I, I ripped it this whole industry apart before anyone else did. You can go check. All the shows are archived. I think the name of the show is Cashing In for Cash for Gold. There is money in buying gold um, privately, and there's even courses out there. Now everybody's got a course how to do it. But you know what? I'm telling you guys a little hint. This is going to be a little money-making hint. Um, and by the way, if you are thinking of selling your gold, do not send it in to anybody that runs a TV or radio ad. Ever. There are refiners out there. Go listen to the show. Anyway, uh, Sterling Silver. Why don't I ever see an ad running, we buy Sterling Silver? You can go over to eBay or Amazon. You can get the Sterling Silver testing kit. And let me tell you something. Everybody's got Sterling Silver. Some of it's not even busted. They'll just sell it. You know. I, I don't even know where the sterling silver is right now. I don't know, around 30 I mean, the, the silver itself is around 30 But that's something you can afford. And then what you do is you can go over there and there's a, you know, punch in sterling silver calculator on Google, punch in the amount of grams you have, and it's going to tell you exactly what it's worth. And so we're talking 925 silver. It's real easy. It's actually easier than gold where you got 10 carat, 14, 18, 22, the whole thing. And you can make really, really good money. And I've done, I've been doing this here lately, and it's amazing that these people also then, you know, come to you sometimes with some gold. But go directly for the sterling silver market because kids, I mean, everybody's got that shit. I mean, back when silver was like eight, nine, ten dollars. I mean, I mean, they, you, everybody's got it. So that's one to be looking for, um, and nobody's promoting it, and they're not going to promote it on TV because it, you know there's not enough money in it. But there's another, enough money for you if you do it privately through Craigslist or what you know, local means. Uh, you can make some good money. Like I said, get your you know get your you know, little digital scale. You can get everything you need for probably about fifty, sixty bucks and be in business. And just test it. A little acid tester, a little scraper, whatever. It's, it's right on eBay. Get the whole thing. Um, what do I think the best uh, opportunities out there? I will always, again, say arbitrage. 
um, arbitrage the way I do it is where you take something and I always and by the way arbitrage with combined with barter is probably the most powerful thing you can do uh, case in point it's where you can go over to a place like Fiverr and you can find a service and again whenever you're using a, a, something like eBay, Fiverr, Amazon I don't care what the hell it is private buyers you want, you're, you're going to get burned only if you don't do your due diligence. So you go over to a place like Fiverr, you find one of these top-rated sellers. The guy has done 500, 600 transactions, got a real high trusted seller rating, et cetera, et cetera. And you find a service that he provides, maybe it's logo design, whatever, something that has a high-perceived abstract value. Um, that's why I always loved it. This is why back in the day I was the biggest art dealer in barter in the country, because you can't really put a price on art. You know, you can't put a price on that Marilyn Monroe that's hand painted. I used to buy them for 150, and then I'd sell them on trade for 1500 or more, and get it all day long. I had a, a great painter. But here's something where people that are struggling, you could literally, I mean, you could literally keep yourself in a hotel room and food doing this. And I'm not saying you all are in that position, but really, find something that's abstract. I mean, if you can do a website that costs you maybe $100, $150 and position it as a website that would cost 1500 and then you advertise it on Craigslist or wherever, and right at the bottom you put, uh, $1,500, in some cases, I'm willing to trade. You've opened up a whole new door because, first of all, that $1,500 didn't cost you, you know, you, you got 100 bucks into it. So you've just kind of created a $15, you know, service or product out of thin air. Now, the question where most of you fail is you try to sell it. And then you're facing competition because there's always somebody who's going to come in and undercut you cash-wise. But if you are willing to trade that service for for something, <clears throat> excuse me, that you would pay cash for, you could really crush it. And the best type of places to do that are, are things that evaporate, like hotel rooms. See, unless you're, you know, running one of the, uh, you know, the hooker inns where they rent by the hour, you can't, once a room goes empty for the night, you can't resell it. Radio airtime. Uh, if they don't get their airtime filled for that slot, they can't turn turn the clock back the next day and, you know, sell it again. So, you can, you know, if, uh, food, pizza places, mom and pops. I don't like the old chains because you deal with bureaucracy. But I've told you guys that story. I had the guy who literally needed a thousand dollars worth of pizza. He would had to have spent a thousand greenbacks, you know, real money. Instead, he trades, uh, you know, a, a website I think for you know that had a perceived value of fifteen hundred. Uh, the pizza place needed it, but they weren't. They didn't have the money for it. But they didn't have a problem giving him a thousand dollars in coupons for pizza. Why? And this is where you guys have to really start learning what margins are. What do you think the cost of those pizzas really cost them? And that's if they're used. First of all, by giving them, they got the website, and in exchange they gave this guy $1,000 in, in pizza coupon. At that point, it cost them nothing. 
even if every single one of them is used, and by the way, history indicates breakage. Breakage is where a certain amount aren't used. It ranges from 10 to 30%. It costs them the price of making the pizzas, which in the pizza industry is 18 20%. So everybody won there. This guy made them a little website, factored in his time, the hosting and stuff, cut about 100 bucks. And he got a thousand dollars worth of pizza that cost the pizza place probably hundred and seventy five hundred and eighty dollars and I'm not sure all of them were used. You guys can do this with anything, and again, hotels same type of thing. It's where I tell people go and do a little video testimonial, get the company ranked on the first page of Google with a YouTube video. It's so simple to do. I got a course that's uh, we're polishing up, and it's going to—it's not even expensive. I mean, it's a, it's the simplest you know thing to do. If you go to my uh, website, marketingknockout.com, um, and hit the blog, and then I think it's like on the first page, uh, you'll you'll see screenshot after screenshot of me ranking different businesses. Um, you can use that as leverage. Um, I don't SEO. I'm not in the SEO game. Have no desire to be. But I trade. I trade that out. I, I, I did one for, you know, not not all of them you see up there. Some of them I keep private. But I probably got over $1,000 worth of gift certificates for uh, um, certain restaurants uh, in New Orleans that I, you know, will eventually uh, use as I make my move to New Orleans, which is my goal once the restaurant sells. So, Again, arbitrage is where you can create abstract things. If you're an artist, there's no excuse to be a starving artist because you can you can you can create perceived value. Perception is reality. So, anytime you can find something, and again, Fiverr arbitrage is incredible because, I mean, 99 designs charges 200 bucks for a friggin' logo, and I've seen some that come out of Fiverr for five bucks that are just as good. And my point is, yeah, you could you know you can you can mark it up and sell it for cash if you want to. That's fine. I think you're almost in a lot of ways better off saying 197 dollars, but I'll take trade in the form of a gift certificate if it's something that you can use, or it's transferable and it's something that you can then turn around and sell to someone else at a discount for cash. Either way, you're way ahead. You know, I used to talk in barter arbitrage about trying to get five six times your markup. With Fiverr, you can get 20 times. I mean, and you don't even have to be a member of a barter exchange. Trade is trade will often make deals where where cash just just won't. Um, again, trade with people that you know have high margins themselves, and it's usually a real simple deal to put together. I want everybody to say, watch these shows like uh, Pond Wars and American Pickers. It makes you doesn't it make you weep almost. I mean, it, it, it you've got people bringing in things that if someone would just stick them on Amazon or eBay, they could make so much money. I mean, I watch. I, it's hard for me to watch the show because these people are getting fucked, and it's not because the guys at Pond Wars. I've been to that store many times. I, I mean, whenever I'm in Vegas, I will stop in there because they got some neat shit, and because of the show, they've really. I mean, it's a tourist attraction now, but. You know, a pawn shop's giving you dead bottom barrel. 
And the other thing I would say is start learning about funky things that you wouldn't think would be worth shit that really are. I mean, you know, look at what happened to diabetic test strips. Now it's over. I mean, now the market's glutted. Me and Sylvia made a shitload of money selling diabetic test strips. In fact, it was one of the biggest selling items on eBay that nobody ever knew about. Now the cat's out of the bag. But there's weird shit you can pick up, a cast iron skillet. I mean, uh, the other trick is uh, companies are in desperate need of leads. I mean, I told you guys about you, you can you can run an ad saying, I have, I have a 2006 Ferrari for sale with all the bells and whistles and blah, 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 and run the ad. You may not have a, a Ferrari in your friggin' dream, but you can take the calls that you get and say, well, I just sold it or whatever, but you can compile leads, and those leads can be funneled uh, to the dealership who may very well have one. You can get a finder's fee that way. Do the same thing with real estate. I mean, we've talked about that. And I'm telling you, the ugly yellow signs are still as effective today as they ever were. They still work. You know, wife is a whore. Excuse me, ladies. I'm just using an example. Must sell three bedroom, two bath, forty thousand. And when you see that written on that funky neon yellow waterproof with the, and you write the black sharpie, man. Um, and, and the best thing is if you could stick it on somebody's, you know, actual yard. Um, I suggest you take the whore out of there, but you could put it on somebody's yard. Nobody's going to take it down. Use a Google Voice number. Nobody's. Who, what? So what if they take it out? Put it up again. I mean, generating leads is easy. There's big money in leads as well. Uh, when you're dealing with these big companies, too, find out who their best, baddest-ass buyers are. You'd be surprised. They know who they are, but they don't know how to target them. And then you can go to those people and say, hey, look, we've just talked to Attorney X, and, and he says that you guys represent people that, you know, basically are their best client. We'd like you to come do a presentation and and, and fill this room up. And, I mean, you can make money that way. You can, I mean, I, I can't get into all of it in this short a time, but, you know, if you talk to a, 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 a you know, a real estate, I mean, or a certain type of lawyer, and he tells you that his best clients are, you know, those who make X amount of money and they're X sex and they're this and that, and you're able to target them through the SRDS or whatever it is, you can literally contact them direct and actually arrange to fill a room with a little bribery in there or whatever. And for every head, you're paid well. If the client, if each client, you know, is worth like twenty five thousand to them, I mean, you should be getting at least two hundred and fifty to five hundred dollar a head. I know people who do this all the time. Again, on a simpler scale, look at Fiverr, create some type of arbitrage, market it, and always put in there. We'll consider trade. And you can turn that trade into a gift certificate if it's something that you so desire, something that's liquid, something you think you'll either be spending money on yourself or, again, something that you can trade. How much did that $200 gift certificate cost you? 
cost you five fucking dollars, people. I mean, come on. Again, art. I've seen some funky folk art in New Orleans that goes for thousands of dollars, and I swear to God, it's two two by fours. Uh, uh, nailed together, it looks like a friggin' scarecrow. It's like a broom handle. They call it folk art. Who's to say that doesn't work with a screwdriver? Because we all have a perceived value of what a screwdriver costs. But it does. There are a lot of services out there that the average Joe may not pay for, but he knows he needs, and he'll say, "Shit, I'll trade for it because my own service doesn't cost me shit." You know why not? So, boy, i got to have to pull a pistol out here because it appears like I've got some riffraff walking around the building. Every time I do this Christmas show, I either got cops around the building or I got some, this is, again, mountain trash. This guy looks like he's straight out of deliverance. Got a, got a ski, you know, he's walking. He better keep walking. One day I'll actually end up probably, boy, I mean, I, you know, I don't like guns, to be honest with you. I really don't, but um, I'm not sure if any of you guys knew about this or not, but about four months ago, I got a, a knock, knock, knock on the French doors, and it's three dudes in ski masks, and I was really glad I had the piece because uh, these guys weren't playing. And thank God I got to the phone first, and they literally caught them 60 seconds after they left the building. I'm not sure what scared them, or the pistol or the phone. But, uh, boy. Uh, what else is going on here? I don't know. I, You know, life's just changing. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm reaching that age where I'm saying to myself, I, you know, I'm not, I don't know if it's, a religious awakening or a spiritual awakening or whatever. But it's like, I look back at my life, man. I survived at 19, five years in the federal penitentiary. First offender. First time offender. And 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 I've, I survived a gun cocked to the back of my head. And I survived cancer not once, not twice. MS in remission. Boy, now they talk about a miracle there. MS is degenerate. You're not supposed to get better. I'm getting better. I'm actually not tripping over my feet anymore. I mean, and it it leads me to believe that, I'm, you know, Vinny's supposed to be around for something. And I guess my biggest struggle right now is trying to figure out what the hell that is. And, And I think it's more than just rambling into this phone, trying to inspire you people. But I would say to all of you, do you really want the million dollars or would you, would you be happy with the five or 10,000 a month that you can hustle up doing fairly simple things. And I would always say, and I know not a lot of you are really not going to like this, but, boy, if you do shit other people don't want to do, there's always a market for that. I mean, my God. Office cleaning, house cleaning, it's never going to die. That is as recession-proof as it gets. I'm not saying that's right for everybody. Um, again, I think arbitrage is the way to go. Um thinking creatively, not being afraid to grow a set and telling a company, hey, I've got a lot of buyers for the very car you sell, you know, and getting a finder's fee for it, you know. And with that, when I talk about finder's fee, i got to say, God, God, it just hurts my heart uh, to we lost uh, Jim Straw 
Jim, Jim, uh, Jim. Shortly after he passed, I got something in the mail, and I'm not going to reveal what that was because he asked me not to. I told one other person, but that's that's it. And uh, you know, um, you know, I just I, I, other than my father, just for the finest man I ever knew, probably in person, loyal to the end, man. I mean the integrity that man had, J.F. Jim Straw. It just it just broke my heart, man. Still getting over that, you know. Um, and I know he's up there, and uh, I would say go to businesslyceum.com. Well, the site well the site's still up there, guys. Pull download everything you can download because once it's gone, that's the end of the Mohicans. There, he's the last one. Anyway, I hope I wish you all happy holidays. I really do. Make the best of it, even if it sucks. I know everybody gets some, some people take them real hard, but uh, be happy you're alive. Uh, stay inspired. There is money out there. Billions of dollars are flicking around cyberspace and everywhere else every second. And uh, there's no reason you can't get your little piece of the pie. Find out what really makes you happy. And it doesn't necessarily you know, have to be a million dollars. For me, it's going to be moving to the, I want. I want to move to New Orleans. I want to move to New Orleans. So, anyway, I'm going to leave as I come in and say thank you, and may you live to see the dawn. May all your dreams come true. May you always remain forever young. I want to say thanks to my man, Chris Flores. I couldn't have done any of this without you. Sylvia, I'm glad we had a little reconciliation. You're always my friend. Uh Jim Straw, you up in heaven. Love you, brother. And uh, and everybody else who uh, wished me well while I was healing up. Much love and peace. Good night. God bless. <laughs>